lose your entire family and then pick up a pen and write, it is well with my soul. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is well. Hallelujah. So this morning, whatever turmoils, storms you are facing in your life, we are here to encourage one another and I just want to tell you, it is well. Hallelujah. Even if it doesn't seem like it, just tell yourself, it is well. Hallelujah. Even when it doesn't feel like it, deep from the belly of your soul, say, it is well. Hallelujah. Amen. This morning, uh, the topic for the month is joy, peace, and hope. Hallelujah. So, of all the doom and gloom we could be speaking about, God placed it on the heart of the pastor that this month we discuss joy, peace, and hope. Hallelujah. Amen. And those are the three ingredients or the three elements that makes a life whole. Hallelujah. Because at times we think, oh, okay, if I can just get that job. At times we tell ourselves, if I can just finish that house, I'll be happy. I'll have that peace of mind. I have that joy. Hallelujah. At times, we put our life on hold and say, if I can just become a citizen, if this green card situation will be behind me, then joy, then peace will become mine. Hallelujah. But this morning, we are going to encourage one another and we are going to learn that besides all the turmoil, besides all the obstacles we face in life, besides all the storms we face, there should still be joy, peace, and hope in our lives. Hallelujah. So, brethren, don't put your life on hold. Tell your neighbor, don't put your life on hold. Hallelujah. Joy, peace, and hope is for the taking today. Hallelujah. Amen? Our main scripture for today was taken from... <clears throat> Romans chapter 15, the verse 13. He said, let us walk properly as in the day, not in rivalry and drunk. Okay, now the 13. Now, the, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Spirit. Hallelujah. So joy, peace, and hope are very essential and very important to our well-being, whether our spiritual well-being or our physical well-being. Hallelujah. But we tend to use these three words interchangeably so much that at times, they seem to mean the same thing when we speak in colloquial terms. Hallelujah. So in everyday terms, we use it so much that joy, peace, and hope just seems like they are the same thing. But they are not the same thing. Hallelujah. Even though those three come together to accomplish one major thing, one important thing, they are, three, they are the three legs of the stool. They are the three legs that hold the stool. Hallelujah. So, you cannot take away joy and accomplish sitting comfortably on the stool with the other two legs. Hallelujah. And you cannot take away 
peace and sit comfortably on a, that three-legged stool with hope the three of them need to function together for you to accomplish what the stool was made for. Hallelujah. Amen? Amen. So, <clears throat> this morning we are going to just learn a little bit about this, and I believe there will be more other speakers that will speak more on it as well. Hallelujah. So, however, these three words are like having a desire to consume a hot cup of tea. You need tea, hot water, and a sweetener, whether it be it sugar, uh, honey, or what have you. So, your desire is a hot cup of tea. Hallelujah. Right? So, what you need is your choice, your favorite choice of tea. Number one. Number two. So, that will be joy. Number two. You need that water to be hot. Hallelujah. That's peace. And finally, number three, you need a sweetener, whatever works for you, to accomplish that nice cup of tea you desire. Hallelujah. So you can't skip around it to accomplish what you set out to do. Hallelujah. So that's how these three elements are to our lives, both spiritually and physically. Amen? So, so none of these ingredients is important than the other. They work together to accomplish a well-balanced life spiritually or on our earthly lives. As we all know, let's read um, 3 John chapter 2, the verse 5. 3 John, not John. 3 John chapter 2, the verse 5. I'm sorry. One, one five, one five, I'm sorry. One five, yes. I think I typed it wrong. Let's, do, let's look at 3 John 1 5. Typed it wrong. Well, the apostle here, uh, I'll just go ahead whilst we are. It says, He prayed that you prosper in all things, spiritually and physically. Hallelujah. So, prosperity is not just a spiritual thing. And prosperity is not just a physical thing as well. It is, they go together in tandem, spiritually and physically. Hallelujah. Amen? So, when the apostle was praying for his friend, he said, I pray above all things that you prosper, even as your soul, the spiritual part of your life is prospering. Hallelujah. So, joy, peace, and life, sometimes uh, hope, sometimes we tend to limit these things to just our earthly, physical life, our jobs, our family lives, and so on and so forth. But these three things actually come deeper from the spiritual part and it manifests in the physical. Hallelujah. So we should all bear in mind that things that are physical have their sources or their beginning in the spiritual. Amen. So, the, the simple dictionary meaning of joy says, a feeling of great pleasure and happiness. Hallelujah. A feeling of great pleasure and happiness. Who knows anybody that continuously, constantly experiences great pleasure and happiness? Any human being. Regardless of their status in society. How, man, how rich they are. Wealthy they are where they feel, or who, who knows any human being that experiences great joy and happiness at all times. 
is none. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is none. So looking at it from a physical point of view, it seems like a very tall order that cannot be accomplished. Hallelujah. But the scripture is telling us that, or the word of God is telling us that, accomplishing joy, happiness, is possible once you go to the source. So we tend to look at other, the wrong places for these things. Hallelujah. So we tend to, like I said, put your life on hold because you are waiting for that degree to be accomplished. You are waiting for that big Wall Street job. Or you are waiting for, uh, what have you, to make a certain amount in your bank account and then you'll be happy. Hallelujah. But once you get to that level where that goal you set for yourself as a human being, you want more. Hallelujah. So you decided, well, all I want is a three-bedroom house and I'm all set, I'm done. And then once you accomplish that three-bedroom house, you look inside. All my friends, everybody have five, six bedrooms. They all move into bigger, better neighborhoods. Why am I still here? And then you start. Hallelujah. So now your joy, peace, has taken a back seat, and we are back on the grind. Hallelujah. And that's the reason why no human being who has not tapped into the source of joy and happiness is ever happy. That's why you see multi-millionaires. They don't need to run for political office. And they are running for office. Hallelujah. That's why you see people who have well accomplished. And then you hear they committed suicide. Because we are not tapping or we are not driving our joy from the right source. Hallelujah. And that is where we miss the bus. Hallelujah. The, the minute we start driving our joy from the right source, you realize that things will be different. And I don't think any of us has accomplished that. I'm not saying I've accomplished it. Because there are times where you tell yourself, I have the joy of the Lord. Everything is fine. I'm not looking at the, the storm around me. I'm not paying attention to any of all this. You are telling yourself that. But deep down, you know there is no joy. Hallelujah. Deep down, you raise up your voice to pray or worship, and the joy that brings you that worship is not there. Hallelujah. But you are telling yourself, you know what? I have the Lord with me. I have the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is my strength. You are doing the positive affirmations. You are doing it. But deep down, you are not connecting. Hallelujah. As David famously proclaimed, he said, in your presence, there is the fullness of joy. Hallelujah. So, those, day, those, those times when we find ourselves telling ourselves, I have the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is my strength. But it's not connecting. It's because we are not waiting in his presence. Hallelujah. Because the full connection, the full circle comes when you are in his presence. Hallelujah. And as we all know, when you spend a lot of time in a kitchen where there is fish being fried, you walk away smelling like fish. Hallelujah. So when you spend a lot of time with God, when you spend a lot of time in his presence, that joy becomes full. Amen. Hallelujah. So
So our efforts on our own is what keeps failing us. Because we don't fall on the source. Hallelujah. So it's like you have a fire extinguisher in your hands. And there's a raging fire that you can put out. But you do have the fire extinguisher. All you have to do is use it. But we are not connecting the fire extinguisher with the fire. Hallelujah. And that's where we are missing the, the full joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. In your presence, there is the fullness of joy. Hallelujah. Through joy that endures the storm and the battles come from God himself. And we can only experience this through fellowship with him. So brethren, this morning, I encourage you, if you only sing worship songs when we are here and it's projected, and you don't, that's the only time you sing, then start learning the words and start singing worship songs on your own. Hallelujah. Because at times, when the storms start raging, it is difficult to even lift the prayer. Hallelujah. When you think about, okay, I need to pray, and you close your eyes, you get to your knee, the words don't come. And when some words come, they feel so dry, you give up. Hallelujah. But the minute you start praising, the minute you start worshiping, the minute you start singing, the minute you start genuinely thinking and singing the words that you are singing, you start connecting. Your spirit is start lifting. Hallelujah. So this morning, my advice to you, start learning your own worship songs. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because when those days come, when those times come, in order for you to, uh, for you to endure the battle and still have the joy of the Lord, it takes connecting with the Lord. Hallelujah. It takes being in his presence. Now, Sometimes we tend to think, okay, being in his presence is you close, locking yourself up in a closet and lasting tongues for hours. That's it. But at times, you can be at work and still be in the presence of God. Hallelujah. At times, we can be driving and still be in the presence of God. Because your spirit and your soul is connected. You are lifting him up through your words. Hallelujah. And that's how we can enjoy the true joy that is full. Hallelujah. All right, let's... <clears throat> let's look at John chapter 15, the verse 9 to the 11. It says, As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in me. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you, that you, that your joy may be full. Hallelujah. So again, Enjoying that full, circled joy that's not half, that's not dry, that's not complete, that's not incomplete, comes from abiding in Him, dwelling in His presence. That's the source. 
We can't change it. There is nothing you can do about it. Hallelujah. That is where we get that true joy of the Lord from. Hallelujah. Amen. That's where we get that true of the joy of the Lord from. True and complete joy is available to us. Only if we seek it from the source. Jesus our Savior. Hallelujah. Now, let's talk about peace. Peace is one of the ingredients we spoke about earlier. To, ac uh, to accomplish and fulfill likewise we are on earth. So the dictionary meaning of peace stays is, uh, is the state of being calm or quiet. Hallelujah. State of being calm or quiet. But we know in reality the state of calmness or quietness does not necessarily mean peace. It does not necessarily mean there is peace. Hallelujah. Amen? It does not necessarily mean there is peace. You know there are times where there is, you have a conflict with somebody, a co-worker or somebody, and uh, you are still angry, but you want to keep the peace. So you are not saying anything. You are not responding. You are not doing anything for that. But you know deep down, there is a raging tide. Hallelujah. That is not the peace of God we are talking about, folks. That's not the peace of God we are talking about. But that's what we tend to, you know, yeah, there is quietness. There is peace. Nobody is saying anything. Nobody is yelling. Nobody is fighting. But deep, deep, deep within, there is no peace. Hallelujah. Because it's just a matter of time. Hallelujah. It's just a matter of time. And at the slightest storm, you melt down or you explode. Hallelujah. Because there is deep down, there's no peace. Amen. All right, let's look at Philippians chapter 4, the verse 7. And this is the kind of peace we are going for. This is the kind of peace we are looking for. And that's the kind of peace the scriptures recommended for us believers. Amen. Philippians chapter 4. Verse 4. He said, The peace of God, which surpasses all understandings, guide your hearts, mind, and minds through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That's the kind of peace we want to go for. The peace of God that transcends understandings. The peace of God that supersedes circumstances. The peace of God that doesn't change because something physically has changed. The peace of God that is so stable, you can rely on it when everything else is falling apart. That's the, the kind of peace we are looking for. That's the kind of peace we are striving to attain. Hallelujah. Amen? Not just, you know what, let's... Let's peace be and let's be quiet. Let's just, you know, and deep inside, you are suffering. Deep inside, you are, you are burning up. Hallelujah. That's not the kind of peace we are talking about. The kind of peace, the godly peace we are talking about is the one that transcends all understandings. Amen? Amen. That's the kind of peace we need to seek. The peace that goes beyond reason. Having God's own peace keeps us grounded because it is durable. 
The peace of God, just like his joy, is beyond explanation or rationality. Amen? So people might see you, see your struggles, see, some probably see your battles, and ask you, how do you manage it? How do you do it? Hallelujah. How are you able to be calm or even smile? But your secret is the joy and the peace of the Lord. Hallelujah. And that joy and peace is not found in anything material. It's not found in anything physical. It's not found in a bank account. It's not found in any promise. It is found only. The only source is Jesus Christ. Amen. So this morning, if you are not fully aware who is this Jesus we are talking about, is this priest of peace. Isaiah spoke about him before he was born. And Isaiah said, the government shall be upon his shoulders. He shall be called wonderful counselor. Right? Prince of peace. Hallelujah. So, this is the Jesus we are talking about. This is the Jesus you came to seek refuge from. This is the Jesus you profess every day. So, we need to, all of us need to sit back and reassess how we experience joy and peace. Is, I mean, are, we, are you enjoying the peace that transcends all understandings? In the face of provocation, when everybody said, this is wrong, this is wrong, I will not stand for it. <laughs> are you exhibiting this peace? That people will look at you and shake it. How? Why? Hallelujah. Because your secret, what you know, which most people doesn't know, is that there is a peace somewhere that you can tap into regardless of the circumstances. Hallelujah. Amen. And that peace surpasses all understandings, all explanations, all scientific explanations. Hallelujah. That peace supersedes all legal doctrines. So, yes, the storms, you know, ships were equipped with life verses and anchors because the designers know each time you go out to see the possibility or the likelihood of going, getting into a storm is possible. Hallelujah. So God, God give, has given us all these tools in our toolbox because God knows every single day on this daily life, you are going to face challenges. Amen. I was sharing something with somebody the other day. They were like, How, why do you think that way? I said to I was telling the person, I said, anytime my life is very peaceful, everything is calm, things are going good, I start asking God, what is, is, what is it going to be the next storm? What is going to be the next one? Because I know when it's quiet, that's always the quiet before the storm. Hallelujah. When things are so quiet and so good, everything is perfect, I know I'm on a mountaintop. And then I keep looking, when am I going to start descending? Hallelujah. Because it is always going to be that way. Doc, when they put the, the what do they call the, this thing you put to check the heart rate? Uh, what is that thing called? Uh, you see the, or when they hook somebody up to a heart machine, you see the graphs go up and down. 
Yes, up and down, up and down. The minute it goes flat, you are done. Hallelujah. So if you're a Christian, if you're a human being on this earth, and you want your life to be everything to just be nice and smooth and flat, <laughs> hallelujah. <laughs> that is <laughs> the requirement of that you be in the grave. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So as a believer, expect that the graphs are going to go up, they're going to go down, they're going to go up, they're going to go down. But now, the most important thing is knowing how to respond, knowing what kind of peace you have. Hallelujah. You know, it's like watching a movie that, a very scary movie that you've already watched. So you know, hey, don't go that, don't get out of that house because you know what's going to happen when they come out of the house. Hallelujah. And you know what the end is going to be. I think we need to start developing the attitude where we know that, okay, this storm has come, but I know the outcome of the storm is my God, my Father, who is greater than the storm, got me in his hands. Hallelujah. That's the only way you can enjoy this peace that transcends all understandings. You already know the end of the movie because you have a God who knows all things. Hallelujah. How many times have we gotten a legal notice and the first thing we think about is, let me look for a lawyer. Instead of retreating to the God. Hallelujah. How many times maybe you have a uh, medical appointment and they call you and they say something is wrong and the first thing you are thinking about is, I need a specialist. That's the first thing that comes into mind. Before you think about, okay, let's hand it over to God. Hallelujah. What a friend we have in Jesus. Oh, our sins and grief to bear. Oh, what a privilege is to carry. for feet and what needless pain we bear all because we did not give it to him in prayer hallelujah you have the fire extinguisher 
Why are you putting out the fire without the extinguisher? Hallelujah. You have a God who knows all. You have a God who has all the power. You have a God who is the creator of the universe. He's the beginning and the end. He knew you before you were born. And he didn't know you more than you know yourself. Because God knows the number of strands of hair on your head. You don't know it. So he knows you more than you know yourself. Hallelujah. So at times, we should not forfeit the peace that was bought with a precious blood. We shouldn't just leave it on the table and struggle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give it to him in prayer. Hallelujah. Lift it up to him in prayer. Hallelujah. Stay in his presence. Hallelujah. Because the answer and the solution is in Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. It is possible to experience the joy and peace on this earth. We just have to know it and seek it from the source. Hallelujah. We should know what we want from God. Unlike the cripple who sat by the pool of Bethesda for 38 years, and when he finally met Jesus, the Savior, asked him, do you want to be healed? However, he decided to tell his life story. Oh, Savior, I've been here for 30 years. Anytime the angels stirred the water, there's nobody to carry me home. I don't have any help. Oh. Most of us are like that today. Hallelujah. The peace of God has been purchased for you. It is there to assess. But when times get tough, we see them and say, oh, I don't have anybody. Ah, school, you man, this school, they all have big, big degrees. I don't have any. I don't have any money in my 401k. We start looking at all these circumstances. Why? We couldn't assess the peace of God. Hallelujah. This morning, just like that cripple encountered Jesus, Jesus asked him directly, do you want to be healed? Oh, he also said, yes, Savior, I want to be healed. Let's do it. But he went back into his life story while he sat there for 38 years. At some points, how long you've been suffering doesn't matter. At some point in time, why and how you got there doesn't matter. What matters is Jesus is here to save you. Hallelujah. What matters is the Savior is here with a helping hand to lift you up. How you got there doesn't matter. If it is some, somebody that got you there doesn't matter. How, the circumstance that got you there doesn't matter. All that matters is the Savior is here able, willing to give you peace. Hallelujah. That's all that matters. So we shouldn't be like that cripple. No need to go back into the, in, the, in the past and discuss the reasons and the circumstances why you are here. Hallelujah. No reason to keep dwelling on why your green card didn't go through. No reason to keep dwelling on why you couldn't accomplish your degree that you set out to do. What matters is you are here, the Savior is here, and it's a new day, and seize the opportunity. Seize the opportunity that is right in front of you. Hallelujah. So this morning, the scripture says, in him, 
There is the fullness of peace. There is the fullness of joy. Are we just going to leave it on the table? Are we just going to just forfeit it, let it stay on the table and keep struggling and keep waking up with anxiety? Hallelujah. When you wake up in the morning, and anxiety knock on the door and hit and you don't know what is going to happen next. And you started shaking. And you started, you're about to get that, uh, what do you call it? Uh, um, panic attack. Hallelujah. The scripture says in 2 Timothy 1, 7, it said, for he has not given it a spirit of fear. He has not given it a spirit of timidity, but of power and of love and sound mind. Hallelujah. That should be your answer to the that should be your answer, answer to the, uh, that fear and depression that hits first in the morning. Hallelujah. It is there. You have the tools in your toolbox. Hallelujah. It's just a matter to, of using it. Hallelujah. And when the prognosis is bad and you wake up in the morning and the health is your body is telling you, uh-uh. No, we are not doing this today. I am not well. The scripture says in Isaiah 57, it said, in his stripes, you were healed. So that should be your response. There is a tool, there is a tool in a toolbox for every instance and every single task ahead. Hallelujah. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but sometimes these tools and the scripture and lifting up worship is what makes it easy. Hallelujah. It's not going to be easy, but these are the things that makes it easy. Hallelujah. Amen? Amen. Are you here with me this morning? So this morning, we shouldn't be like the cripple and forfeit the Savior's call. Forfeit our peace and joy on a table just because we are still focused on looking at the circumstances that got us where we are in the first place. Amen? Because at times, all that doesn't matter anymore. What matters is what is ahead of you and what the Savior is willing to do for you. Amen? The scriptures has made it clear that God wants us to have joy and peace. We are going to seek, are we going to seek and accept the Lord's offer? Or keep our focus on our circumstances. This morning, may God help us seize the opportunities He has for us. So our lives will be a testament of His goodness. Amen. Amen. Now, the last this um, is hope. Hope is another important aspect of living a fulfilled life on earth. Hope is what holds up faith. Without hope, faith wouldn't stand. Hallelujah. Without hope, faith will wobble and faint. Hope is what keeps faith focused on a task at hand. Hallelujah. So, when you have hope, so you can, you can profess having big faith, faith like a monster seed, all that. But without hope, that faith wouldn't stand because hope is what makes faith stand. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen? Amen. Hope supports and makes faith whole and effective. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. That will be our last scripture. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. It said, Now faith is a substance of things hoped for, 
Substance of what? Things hope for. So that means hope is propping of faith. Hallelujah. So in order for faith to stand, hope is holding up faith. Hallelujah. So hope is also very, very important. Things hope for and the evidence of things not seen. Hallelujah. Hope, hope is the evidence of things not seen. Normally, you go to court, you have to show evidence, documentary evidence, physical evidence, what have you, forensic evidence. But in this case, hope replaces all that. That's why faith, peace, and hope is very important in our lives. So hope replaces all those evidential requirements and stands in place and say, listen, things you haven't seen, things you hope for, I am the placeholder for those things. Amen. Amen. So faith becomes the placeholder for all those things. Amen? Amen. So to activate your faith, to make faith very effective, you must have hope or be hopeful. We can build the endurance of our faith by keeping hope at the front and center of all our desires. Hallelujah. Hope is so important that the prophet Jeremiah prophesies about the plans of God for us regarding hope. Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11. So, Jeremiah, he said, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace. We thought that we talked about peace already. And not of evil. And to give you a future and what? Hope. Hallelujah. So this morning, if you forgot everything at all, the number one thing you shouldn't forget is the source of... Uh, what are the three things we talk about today? Let's see. Joy, peace, and hope. The source of it. The original person who can hook you up is Christ Jesus. Amen. It's nothing else. It's not your goals in life. It's this, they're all good. Goals in life, ambition. I'm not saying it's good. I'm not, it's very good. But to be steady and enjoy the fruits of your labor, of all, all those ambitions, you need, come on, you guys are here with me. <laughs> you need, you need Christ Jesus who is a source of joy, peace, and hope. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. So, hope is... Un- so, let's pray. On, I mean, our prayer this morning will be that our hopes will be anchored on the God of heavens, the creator of the universe. And once we do that, our, we can endure the storms and the trials of life. Amen? May, God of, may the God of hope himself strengthen our resolve to have joy, peace, and be hopeful in all things. Amen. What a friend we have in Jesus.